Brunch is the absolute worst, at least according to the hosts of the Dinner Party Download. They're out with a new book titled Brunch is Hell, How to Save the World by Throwing a Dinner Party. It's a manifesto for civility, cocktails, and camaraderie. I spoke with Brendan Francis Noonan and Rico Galliano ahead of their visit to the Triad this weekend. Rico begins by describing what readers will find when they open the book. It's sort of two books in one. It is uh, both a kind of observational humor, funny look at dinner parties, sort of identifying all the stuff that we deal with whenever we have dinner parties and the types of characters and the types of silly things people do. But there's a real emotional core to it, which is we, we kind of take brunch as the straw man uh, villain embodying everything that's wrong in the world and holding up dinner parties as the antidote to them. And that we actually believe. There's a deeper layer to this book. We need to be having people over to each other's homes. We need to be more civil with each other. And we need to be having deeper conversations. And the dinner party is the best place for it. There's part of the dinner party that you credit with being the actual time when most of the saving the world really happens. And I'm wondering when that is. We think the real, real change happens in the middle, which we in the part of the, the, the meal we call like deep conversation. This is after the entrees have been served, after people have had some drinks, they've gotten to know each other if they hadn't already before. And, uh, and then you start talking. And this is where we encourage people to really get into it, to, to talk about anything you'd like. You know, the old rule was don't talk about politics or religion. We think you should. Not You don't have to, but if it occurs to you, why not? What better place to have these discussions? You can't really have them in, at home or maybe with your the checkout person at the supermarket. You yeah, should have them around work. your friends. And so we think that this is the part where the world could change. And, you know, that those are big ambitions. But we do think if not in someone's home, in that warm atmosphere that's been created, if you can't kind of talk about some problems or, or talk about some differences of opinion there then all hope is lost. Yeah. And so that we think that that central part of the dinner party is the key moment. So as radio co-hosts, you know, your listeners have had a chance to hear both of your voices. And from that, they probably have an idea uh, about your respective personalities. And uh, But as co-authors, you're writing one text. You just get one product. So I'm wondering if there are any mm-hmm. elements in this book that are either characteristically Rico or characteristically Brendan. This was a new journey for us, but we wrote our show every week, and so this was a different project. Um, and I feel like it is really, I feel like telling people what's who's what like thing would just not be healthy because I feel like we really blended our voices and that sort of thing. That's right. Um, I will, but all like, the really funny stuff is mine. I, mm. I find like the real great humor. Like anytime, mm. Bethany, you laughed out loud, that yeah. was probably my stuff. And then also the really poignant parts that made you reconsider uh, what it means to be a human being. Those are probably my parts. Mm-hmm. Rico did a lot of pronoun stuff, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of uh, punctuation. Uh, and uh, uh, I'll just say that all the stuff in it that are that are lies, which is everything that Brendan just said, <laughs> that's Brendan. One idea I didn't expect to find in your book was uh, you say that at a dinner party, food is really not as important as one might think. And I wonder if yeah. you would explain that statement. The food is just um, the the trick to get people into your home and to get them around a table. And that's the community part of the dinner party is what we think is important and is is the best part of it. Um, and we also make that point and we make it that way because I think feel like that's part of the anxiety people have about mm. throwing dinner parties. I feel like as foodie culture has taken over, um, it's wonderful, but people are intimidated that they're not going to cook a perfect meal. And we actually think that you don't need to cook a perfect meal. That's the beauty of entertaining at home. If you go to a restaurant and the chicken is off or dry, 
you're going to send it back. At someone's home, you're not going to do that because you know that that's not the point and you know that humans are imperfect or maybe you can even joke about it. So we kind of, we, we frame it that way to let people know this isn't something that you need to be intimidated about. That said, we give you recipes, we love fine food, and we talk about strategies for having a fantastic meal. Which one of you makes a better martini? I don't think um, we've ever made each other martinis. No, but I... I, Because despite making our show, Rico and I don't live together like people think. Like, we're not like the monkeys, (laughs) where where we live together and dress together, brush our teeth, have coffee. Um, So we often um, indulge out in the world. We have our martini recipes in the book. They are identical except for the type of gin used, and I prefer mine shaken and Brendan prefers his stirred, uh, which means that mine's the best. So I make the best one. Which is incorrect because clearly people know that it should be stirred and made mm-hmm. with beef eater gin, so mm-hmm. mine's better. Except for that James Bond guy, I guess. Yeah, he drinks <laughs> vodka, so there you go. Uh, I didn't say that he was perfect, well, but I did say he was cool. if you let fictional characters dictate your taste, that's great. 